0: Konnichiwa! Welcome to the Jandals in Japan podcast.
1: Kia ora, Catherine, konnichiwa, Jane. Wow, are we halfway through the year or what? Holy what happened? Moly. Holy moly! <laughs> it
0: seems like only yesterday I was actually in New Zealand in summertime, and now here we are, almost rainy season in Japan. Yeah. I can't rainy believe season it. Season
1: is coming. I think some parts of Japan are already officially in rainy season. Not. Tokyo yet? Not long, not far not, away though. I think not far away. It's been raining
0: through the night, but today brilliant blue skies. So we're just waiting for the announcement. I love how Japan does that—the announcement of cherry blossom season or the announcement of
1: rainy officially season. Officially rainy season. And we can
0: officially feel it in our body, our skin, our bones. Right. It's yep. quite funny, but it's really good to know what's what's happening. And Japan's very mm-hmm. controlled by the seasons.
1: Yeah. So out come all the snails. And oh. all of the hydrangeas it's snail and hydrangea season it's did you great. know in June yes
0: I didn't know about <laughs> snails I knew about hydrangeas for sure and I've also planted some cornflowers outside my window so I'm mm-hmm. going to see if they and I went outside just a bit earlier and uh, put some water on them and I can see some little seedlings coming up so it's, it's such a nice season really mm. it's all well, about you know, looking after things that are coming through nice and green, but also looking after ourselves too, right?
1: Yes, it's a tricky time of year coming, so it is important to look after yourself. So we are together. Attempting. Team Jandals. Team candles is taking better care of themselves officially from last week. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> from last week.
1: Yeah, we're in the middle of our detox situation right now. The heads are a bit a bit woozy or whatever yeah it's so
0: funny isn't it when you pull away from sugar and from carbs and uh, grains like bread that your body starts to detox literally and you get the headaches and you get sort of withdrawal symptoms mm, yeah and dairy. and dairy that's right <laughs> all the good things all the good things yes, the, mm, good things, yes. Yeah. and then you after a couple of days you get used to it but that withdrawal is quite amazing mm. how your body gets so used to having sugar push, push down it
1: <laughs> yeah i was definitely running my life on sugar uh, until last week and that was not great either so yes our guest today yeah uh, also talks about this but we're interested in this gut health improving your gut health and today our guest will be talking to us more about some of the amazing products that are going to be coming out in japan very soon
0: yeah, it's gonna be very, very exciting. I love how they invest in what they call a portfolio of nutrition and ingredient applications that are sourced from natural biomatter in New Zealand. Mm. And one of the things she tells us about, which was really interesting, was the kiwi fruit application, wasn't it? The mm. the powdered kiwi fruit. And that's gonna be introduced in Japan in around August.
1: Hopefully, this year. yes. Hopefully. All going well. All Fingers going crossed well. for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think it's anti inflammatory. It helps your metabolic health. And so I think we'll be starting on that too, as team Jandals, Jane, getting oh, some wait. of that. It sounds delicious avocado. too. Right? I know. It does sound good. It does sound right. good. Gotta yeah.
1: Tastes good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm taking a probiotic right now, and it, there's no, there's a teeny flavor, but it's actually knowing that it's doing really good to your gut health really helps. So I can't mm. wait to try this out. And it was really a super conversation with her talking about the things that they've got planned and where they're at and their philosophy on their business, which is, what, 500-plus years? Mm. Thinking Intergenerational out there. plan they were. Amazing. Putting it into effect. Amazing. So yeah. it's a really great episode that at times was p- perfectly with how you and I are looking after ourselves. We hope everyone else listening is also taking care of their health. As you go into winter in New Zealand, I know my mum just had her flu vaccination um, and we're all sort of thinking about health, maybe June's health month. Um,
1: so, <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know how we're going next time, in our next episode.
0: Let's tune yeah. in on our uh, how many kilos we've lost by then.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, how, how many uh, less pains we have? Less pain—that's what I want. Yeah, yeah ultimately,
0: um, weight loss pain. is weight loss is a side effect, but um, feeling good and and being able to be really energized for your work and your life and your family and friends is the most important thing.
1: So, yeah, let's hear it from Mirjana. Kia ora Miriana. welcome to the Jandals in Japan podcast. Great to have you on the show today. Awesome, thank you for the opportunity. So we like to start off with a warm-up question. So our question for you today is, what's at the top of your to-do list next time you visit Japan?
2: The, the top of the list, um, you know, I always love really connecting into a place. And uh, one way I like to do that is really um, through food. Mm. Um, And, of course, Japan is, you know, a place uh, where the food is amazing. And, of course, we're doing business up in Japan. And so, of course, um, you know, connecting um, the customers and also the friends that we have in Japan, too, um, is always top of mind when we're coming into country.
1: Mm. And so what do you like to have? When you get off the plane, do you have any things you had for some thing in particular? I think it's just being in the place. But I always start
2: with sashimi. I was really fortunate um, a few years back when I visited one of our customers, and he is a professional chef and runs a, a great business there. And part of his office is a kitchen, and so oh, therefore nice. we had the luxury of him um, giving you know t- telling us um, about his business and um, first. Of um, course, we had was sashimi, and so it was um you know uh, crayfish. It was orange ruffy. So mm. you know things necessarily we, I wouldn't have like that. And so um, I do, yeah, really like my sashimi and, and different types mm. of um,
1: sashimi. So, Catherine, what's your first thing you have when you get back to Japan after you've been away in New Zealand? Or do you have anything you like? Oh. oh,
0: that's a really good question. When I come back to Japan. What do I like out of a Japanese food? Mm,
1: I really miss
0: udon, like noodles, when I'm away. Because, you know, New Zealand can maybe make them at Japanese restaurants in New Zealand. I don't really go to Japanese restaurants in Mm -mm. New Zealand because Mm -mm. I'm so spoiled by being in Japan. (laughs) As you just said, Mariana, with the sashimi and everything, why would you have udon in New Zealand? But that's probably what I like when I come back with a sort of small, light broth, not yeah. too much decoration, just a really simple udon would be mine. How about mm, you, Jane? That's it's a bit mm. of soul
1: food, isn't it? The yeah, old udon. soul food. Yeah, I would go for a really nice miso soup. Just, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. get some miso soup and then it feels like, I'm, yeah, it's getting the soul shit into your yeah. bloodstream <laughs> and things. I'm not sure what it is, but it's just so good after you've been away and then, yeah, come back, have a good, really good true. bowl of miso soup. Mm. That's
0: very true. Well, mm. so excited to have you here, Mariana. We're going to put your full bio into the show notes. We received that from your team. And so thank you for that. But we know that you are the director of Fakatu Incorporated uh, and you're based out of Nelson uh, in New Zealand. We know that you have several businesses that you are the caretaker for underneath that umbrella. So we're really excited to hear from you today and especially your general manager of our order. Have I pronounced that correctly or not? Please correct me. Yeah.
2: No, you have, um, and just probably a couple of corrections, it's Wakatu Incorporation. Um, Wakatu, thank you. Yeah, Wakatu, yeah, and Owata's perfect. Yeah, excellent. Thank you
0: so much. Wakatu and is great. Okay, and so you do a lot of in nutrition and uh, ingredient applications that you source from real natural biomatter in the, in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and we think it's such a different aspect to lots of the food and bev coming into Japan. It's very, very special and we know it's very central to your heart uh we're honored to have you here today for this korero and we'd love to hear from you first a little bit more about your background
2: thanks catherine well i'll, I'll start um ko mi mā tātua uh, o ku waka uh, ko ngaiterangi ngāti ranginui uh, ngāti rārua o iwi uh, ko te te marae uh, stevens topi inua. So, just in, um, I guess, my mihi, um, the way that I've um, introduced myself, really connects me um, to the place that I come from. I come from two tribal groups, actually. So, I always joke that uh, my family in Tauranga, where I'm of Ngāti Ranginui descent, love kiwi fruit. And then um, my family here in Te Tauihu, and specifically uh, Motueka, and my grandparents mm-hmm. uh, grew the good things in life, tobacco and hops. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a bit of a mix, but really, um, you know, farmers. Um, and so, you know, that that's quite an, important to me. And of course, um, so I belong to this this place, and I belong to those people. And I was really fortunate. I grew up um, with my grandparents, and you know, my cousin often says this about um, you know the way that we've been raised is you know, um, and their mantra is really if uh, service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. So when you start Ooh. to have that type of um, upbringing where my grandparents were very much about service and helping others, that was always going to be something that I felt, you know, huge responsibility and privilege. So I grew up here in Motueka. The families needed a lawyer, uh, another lawyer in, in the family, so I went off to law school and also because there was a great you know show on um, TV at the time, LA Law. So I wanted a oh. bit of that. It didn't quite play out like that, I might say.
0: No, it's um, uh, yeah, a fallacy, isn't it? <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. Um, but you know, again, you know, getting a lot of great skill sets, uh, Waka Two Incorporation supported me um in my studies, so I was one of the first scholarship recipients. And then over the years, as I um worked for a law firm, Madeline Lancourt. Um, Started my own business, then came through the first associate director for Wakatu. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say that, you know, that succession and leadership by design. uh, And then was elected by the families um, of Wakatu, maybe 14, 15 years ago to serve on the board. Mm -hmm. And of course, they've taken an executive director's role to run um, one of our new businesses for Wakatu. So that's really a snapshot, I think. Um, And in the mix of that, of course, four children. Um, oh, so you just don't throw think, that in there. Yeah, <laughs> you don't think you're oh getting God. any older. Wow. Any older until you see them and, you know, they're celebrating, <laughs> you know, my baby, she's, you know, 19 and my eldest is, is 26. So, <laughs> you know, um, keeping it real, it's been a fantastic life and journey to date.
0: Right. Because from law school and then jumping into the business, it's quite different. Did you feel that pull to come into the family arena from
2: early? Yeah, I think I probably felt that beforehand because living on the lands, and you know, when you I think about Wakatu's journey, you know, we the families pulled their land interests when we finally got some of our land back um, in 1977.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And some of those, um, and we got a little bit back then. And so that's how we've built the base of Wakatu. We haven't had a treaty settlement, um, it's been all on the back of just slowly building, building, building. But when we started to get some of our uh, long term lease. Lisa's back. Um, you know, they happen to have kiwi fruit pack houses or they had apple trees on them, neck minute, you know, that's what we're doing. Right. Um, so really actually we were owners of businesses in town. Uh we own main main, you know, the most of the, the main street of motueka So for me I was thinking, well, actually, um, you know, we are in business and so again, you know, what are those skill sets that we need? But the board I think was quite um, keen at the time for me to go out and have some experience. Mm. And um, when I look at the associate directors coming through Wakatū at the moment, you know, the majority of us have owned our own businesses. And and there is a mix of us, um, don't get me wrong, but we've had, I guess, cut our teeth in terms of having those experiences. Mm. So you come in with a different, um, I guess, you know, sort of mindset, skill set um, when you come to serve at different levels, you know, of, of Wakatū.
1: Wow, so what was your business, can I ask? I'm very curious to no, know. What, what else have you slipped oh, in yeah. there? What were you doing? Um,
2: and I just I did an exit a few years ago. Uh, so we actually had the largest um, small business and money management programs in New Zealand. Um, so we were program developers. And actually, we, well, I had plans to go international with them, um, but we were so busy here in New Zealand, um, we didn't need to. So you now we wrote curriculum. We were the first people to do um, an Aotearoa-based um, small business book. Um, that we published, uh, I think it's the number one um, small business book in New Zealand. But what was really good, I think, But you know what? What was good about it was the case studies. You know, going through um, university, you know, a lot of the case studies are actually you know American airlines or whatever. But they were nothing, you know, around. what well, when they were all indigenous case studies, actually, they you know came from. Um, you know, we went to the US, Canada. We met the Donald Trump of Canada. You know, there's all these sort of interesting um, situations we got ourselves into, but, you know, um, and then Australia and here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, because actually we knew back in those days what was going to be really setting us apart was values, long-term, you know, goals, um, and more of a holistic approach to business. So that's, I think, when I think about what we created was really saying actually what – was the new ways of actually creating sustainable businesses in Aotearoa New Zealand so I'm really proud to have been part of that movement and you know the amount of people that we um, were able to touch and First Māori Aotearoa Dictionary so again you know bringing te reo into homes um, Mm. and Mm. businesses you know from a business context and then of course the case studies so yeah it's um Wow. Yeah, it was a great business.
0: Just just a little small business there, yes. yeah, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And actually it's funny how the education space keeps, you know, coming back because now a lot of our programs or work that we do have quite a big education piece in them. So yeah. I'm always ringing it up going, Oh, I need to can you guys, you know, develop this and so it's um I always wondered why I ended up there, especially coming, you know, Catherine coming out of law and mm. then suddenly I'm running a you know, this bloody. um
0: Hey, but it's all connected, yeah. I think, it's, it's, all, all, in, in it's yeah. all in the mix and law will serve you very well through all kinds of different businesses and challenges and things that you do in your life, I believe, and then look at your small business, so called small business, I'm putting inverted commas here bringing you into now being able to go back and tie into education it's just amazing how things just all fall into place i think it's brilliant right so when you joined the company right what were your early sort of thoughts aspirations goals for that company when you joined what did you do first and how did you get yourself into it and get moving
2: yeah i think um well you know first of all i'd had that relationship with the incorporation for you know for a long time and then Mm -hmm. um, when i finally you know got a call to say you know what i put my name forward for the board um you know and again because you go through you go oh am i ready you know can i serve and all of those sorts of things so you start overthinking things and so i went sort of through that process but i think the timing was right because i'd had a few years in my own um business you know the kids were getting older so i thought actually yes um because, to be fair, the you know directorships they don't come up you know often because we find that um and the families elect the um board members, but you know the, that's one of the I think the um the great things about Waka two is is really has been around the leadership and the stability of of that leadership mm. so, yeah, I guess, you know, I had in that strong urge and I was coming home a lot because my um, grandmother, you know, at that time, she was still alive. So i sort still put a lot of family here. So I saw a strong pull to come home. And I also think, too, what's great about our board um, in Waka, too, was the opportunity because um, the board members, after a while, had served on the board and they said, all right, someone is going to Stanford. <laughs> And or they're going, you know, on a trip with other like minded small businesses or um, food and beverage businesses. And so I, I think, you know, that's when I sort of got the call up because I said, Oh, that's you. And they said, yeah, You can go, but you have to um, really think about actually when you've got a 500 year intergenerational vision like we do. Mm. We call it the Pai you They said, Well, you know, we've got we're in planning mode now for bringing that closer. So um, you've, you're going to have to come back with something. <laughs> Um, so anyway so no pressure and, so, yeah. no pressure. and <laughs> yeah. so you know I thought well that was a real privilege again to be able to be in that position um, so yes I, I did a couple of overseas trips with like-minded Maori food and beverage businesses you know really got um, into that sort of collaborative base which was really good um, having others that you could bounce ideas off then went to Stanford uh, with Tohono which is leaders of agribusinesses in New Zealand as well as government, et cetera. And I think that was quite a turning point because, you know, we had a really great, uh, one of the great professors there was, you know, started to talk about innovation and, you know, the fact that it's quite challenging when you have a big business to actually, you know, innovate. Mm -hmm. And so therefore what were some models uh, where they had seen um, case studies, I guess, in terms of where good innovation, um, you know, was happening. So I sort of was able to come back with some of that thinking and pitch to the board at that time, well, you know, if we're really thinking about our long term vision and trying to bring it closer, um, then how about we set up a, it's it's basically an innovation cell within Waka 2 to be able to, you know, think about products of the future or solutions of the future. Mm. and intergenerational solutions. So um, it was really um, an opportunity to have a bit of free reign to pick that up. Now, that's not for the faint-hearted because, you know, you often take one step forward, 10 steps back. you spun in, you spun out of different, um, you know, the different business units. Mm. But I'm proud to say, you know, what really came out of that was o water,
1: mm. which
2: means to, you know, navigate towards health uh, and well-being. And on that basis, we set up basically our uh, functional food and ingredient business. And also um, was able to start the journey around some of these intergenerational projects and really around uh, the well-being of uh, what we call whenua order, which mm-hmm. is the well-being of our mm-hmm. uh, of our land and water and tanga to order, the well-being of people. So we have quite a few other projects spinning around. And sometimes they get spun into groups, sometimes they're spun out because we have partners, but that's the, the mindset the action, um, you know, that Aura undertakes and is responsible for.
0: Because mm, I think we're probably jumping in with an assumption that everyone knows what wakatu does, but perhaps we should take a step back and tell us about the different businesses with Kono, Aura and with wakatu, what you are doing in each business. It's quite different, right? Related, but different.
2: Yeah, sure. So so Wakatu, we're a Māori uh, family business and we're based in the top of the South Island of New Zealand. Um, if you were to drive across our estate, it would take about um, four hours. We, as I've mentioned, you know, we're um, you know we're farmers of, of the land and, and sea. We whakapapa or connect into um, four tribal groups. So the families, um, they belong to four tribal groups. And those four tribal groups are Ngāti Koata, Ngāti Rārua, Te Atiawa, and Ngāti Tama. Um, But we're very much hapū, uh, family-based, in terms of our relationships, you know, with each other. And, um, you know, Wakatu, as I mentioned um, previously, we were formed in 1977, and I always remind um, myself and, of course, the families, that we actually collaborated back then because the families, you know, at that time, um, we did, you know, put our land, land holdings together to form Wakatu. Yeah. And so as we've evolved there's really, I guess, you know, sort of four parts to us. Um, Manaki is uh, really the custodians or the kaitiaki of the well-being of our culture and our people. And, you know, I often say that, that that's the heart of wakutu. And so they're responsible for um, looking after um, our owners um, because we do care for their whakapapa, for their genealogy. Uh, we run a number of programmes um, that range from our 10-year-olds, you know, right through to our elders, and we do that because not everybody lives here in the top of the south. A lot of our owners live outside, and we've got a big owner base. Um, there's four thousand plus of us. So how we connect, reconnect them with with each other and with the whenua is, and the um, the lands here is quite important. So you know we have our young people come on courses. Um, you know when I introduced myself, I um, connected myself into this place. Often they'll connect themselves into their mountains and and into the rivers. But actually, those kids, when they come here, those young people, they swim the river, they paddle the ocean, they mm-hmm. climb the Mona. So again, they're starting that connection, um and then they'll you know they'll know that they've got extended kin, they've got cousins. And so for us that that's really quite important. We start their career planning. We're very interested in terms of their families, how they're doing at school because they usually then progress into our scholarship uh, mm-hmm. program. So Manaki really looks after um, the people aspect and the culture, our brands. No brand goes out without our Manaki, because we have our our elders sitting on that board. Um, Our cultural specialists that will have the final say in terms terms of our brands. Our next um, unit is whenua and 70% of our assets are in in land. We've had a slight rejig um, recently around our water space. They're responsible for all our cultural lands, all our commercial developments, in so, quota and things like that. So that's whenua. Uh, and then we have Cornwall New Zealand, which is our export business, um, food and beverage. And Cornwall and is a, um, it's it's really a, a a kete or a basket that we had all our prized, you know, our be- absolute best, you know, food um, was served in a kono. Uh, and so uh, we currently export to you know uh, 35 plus countries around the world. We do have an office um, currently in Shanghai, and you know Cornwall's as uh, you know it's respect for the land and sea, you know love for the land, respect for the sea. When I think about Cornwall, uh, New Zealand, again, you know we um, were big in beverages, so wine. Um, I know we've got tohu wines um, going in up into Japan. We've just bought a, a brewery. Um, so hop federation. Again, we grow hops. So there's some some nice synergies, and we're a fully integrated business when it comes to our wine business. Horticulture. We grow apples, pears, kiwi fruit, and hops. And then um, we have just recently actually just sold our mussel uh, business. And so therefore now we're into I guess an opportunity to think what's next uh, for Cornwall, New Zealand. And then we have O Um, which is our new business unit focusing on functional um, foods and ingredients. And um, that's a totally new space for us. We're learning a lot, but, you know, just really excited about the opportunities and especially in Japan.
1: Yeah, that Oura's products to come sound like they're going to be fantastic. Anything you can tell us or is it still sort of in development? What's what's happening there? Um,
2: so we're currently selling um, kiwi fruit powders. So we've got gold kiwi fruit powder, which is Livox, and green kiwi fruit powder, which is Actazin. So we've got a distributor um, up in Japan who's selling that on our behalf. Um, and then we've got a portfolio of ingredients. So Aotearoa New Zealand, has access to amazing resources. And I'm not really meant to say this, but you know there is a, a you know. There is waste streams, I guess, because everyone thinks, obviously, you know, there's just a lot of value in waste streams. And so, therefore, that's what we've seen, the opportunity is to think, actually, you know, how do we utilise it? And when you start to think about, you know, we, especially here in this region, we've got access to, you know, black poison boysenberry. Now, Fijoa, that's not even looking at the marine space. So, therefore, um, for us, it's being able to package those opportunities up. Supported by um, some of the research, some of the science that has been completed on, on, on those particular um, ingredients, and then being able to tell the story, all of that story for our customers. So, um, and again, then we utilise those ingredients in our own product because uh, we we're already exporting through Cornwall, New Zealand. Um, we already have the experience. Uh, we've started to now formulate with those ingredients. And we are working with a customer currently to hopefully launch um, some of our new products in August Mm. of this year. Um, So we're very, very excited about that. It's probably a bigger launch than I thought that we might be doing, but that's okay. Uh, And it's taken us, you know, time to really put that um, together. But um, we've got a range that we've been working on. It's called Good, the Good Range. And it's really around, um, you know, good chews, good bites, good bars, good sticks, It's pretty simple, but it's um, when you think about, you know, healthy options, especially when I've seen through some of the customers that we've been dealing with, they want to transition from um, using, you know, the amount of sugar, for example, that they've been using to sort of more natural options, then our good range really, you know, satisfies that. So we're we're very excited about the launch that we'll be having and all fingers crossed it'll be happening in August.
1: Super excited. We will keep our eyes open for your launch. Is it happening in New Zealand? No, it'll be happening in Japan. Oh, oh, so, oh wow. We will yes, be there. Yeah, the I, know, on, I know, you can right? be
2: there. So we're just working through, you know, just again, just, you know, what that will be um, looking like. So we, I think the team's very excited. Um, I'm excited about it as well. You know, what I've noticed about working up in Japan, things don't happen overnight. You've got to, you know, persevere. It's all about relationships, building trust. And, you know, when I think about, given we've gone through COVID, you know, we were there a year ago, and the the work that the team has managed to do, and I'm talking about, you know, teams in both countries, um, you know, I think it's absolutely amazing. We're really stoked. Very
0: what exciting. got you interested in Japan? Because, you know, of course, this whole podcast is about Kiwis and Japanese doing amazing things with New Zealand and Japan. What was it about Japan that attracted you, and how have you found it? I mean, you're talking about the partnerships and the length of time it takes for things to happen, but how about the process so far? How's it gone?
2: You know, when we were setting up order, we did quite a lot of work uh, in terms of, you know, if we were looking at this functional food ingredient space, you know, where, you know, where would we start? And of course, we had to choose the hardest market, right? Because... <laughs> oh, Why not? But we did it, and there was reasons behind that, because again, you know, I talked about that research. We really liked their claim system in terms of, you know, functional food claim system. And so we, we really liked that to us. That's, that's gold standard. Secondly, uh, we looked at what was happening um, around the world. And, you know, from from a stability perspective, Japan's very stable because, you know, if I might look at China, I might look at um, America. and I'll, Yeah. But I think so there was there was that question. We looked at where, um, you know, investment was going and who was investing. And there was a lot of investment coming out of Japan. So I might just say in Asia, for example, you know, Japanese companies, they're really doing well in certain markets, Thailand, Vietnam. And so for us, it was like, well, actually, if we were looking at really long term partnerships, and there's definitely a lot of the customers we we work with are family businesses. We're, We're a family business. We're there for the long haul from a cultural perspective and values there was a lot of synergy there mm-hmm. a lot of alignment so and that's what I've definitely found and so I'm very um yeah I, I feel like the relationships that we've made they're going to they're, they're part of our family um <laughs> and so for yeah. the, for us you know yeah. we've, we and we have relationships at all levels you know from president you know right through to the operational team so I feel like from um we've got it you know, those relationships at every level. So that's quite important to us. And for us, if we had a strategy going global, uh, we, we would like to think that we would partner with the Japanese from New Zealand, made in Japan, out to the world. That's mm. really what mm. we're wanting to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can't do every market. We don't have enough resource. And, you know, neither should we. But for us, partnerships and collaboration is really important to what we do at mm. Ouro, what we do at Wakatoo. So, um that's what we've really, I think, focused on um, when building our program in, into Japan. So, for us, it was it was really just a no brainer that we would start there.
1: Mm-hmm. I can see that so many sort of things that would work well together, and the Japanese would appreciate your long term vision, your value of furusato as they call it here in Japan. This, which is your hometown, have you noticed that as well? Like people will always ask you where are you from and they're always from somewhere. It might not be where they live, but they have their connection back to their hometown. And it's so important they're always going back there every, like two or three times a year to maintain their family graves and pay respects to their ancestors. So there's so many things that are similar. Is there anything that you were like, whoa, we're so similar, but also really different things that, that popped up that, well, not when, just when you're here, but in your dealings with Japanese businesses? Mm-hmm.
2: I I did wonder, um, because I wasn't, you know, too sure uh, how they might perceive a woman, you know, like coming to the meetings and, you know, sort of being the boss. So I I was very cognizant of that. So I said to my colleague... um, and who's Saishi Gumobuchi? He he works with us at, at Walker 2. And I said to him, Oh, you know, Soishi, So she's done. you know, from a protocol perspective and coming into meetings and things like that. You know, what, you know, what do we do? And he was quite clear, no, Minian son, you're the boss. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I'm always so it was just some of the, those sort of questions. And again, you know, protocols sort of a meeting. So I would say, you know, a little bit more formal um mm-hmm. in some respects. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because that's how we start the relationship and things like that. I think in New Zealand. I wouldn't say that we're casual, but, you know, I think it's just, you know, I'm very respectful when I'm in other people's, um, you know, places. We respect their protocols and how they want to conduct things. And so so there was that aspect. And then, of course, when you reciprocate and they come here, and then I'm having to say to, say to you, well, they, when they come here, they, their first um, port of call will be to the marae, because we have to welcome them. They're part of our family. So that's part of our tradition. And protocols again so we discuss those things so I would hope to think that well I think we've been received well mm-hmm. under their tradition and, and to be feel now customers are taking us out I think what you said Jane you know I've been to different places around um, Japan now and um you know visited you know really cultural significant spaces in places that they belong to so when they think when they've come to us and I take them around on the land they get a feeling and then I notice the next time I go back oh we well, used yes, might be a meeting in the office but now we're out so I'm not too sure if there was anything different. I just think it's just the way that, you you know, you start your relationships and you respect each other. And I think, like you said, there's so many um, similarities. And I, and I think that's been our point of difference. What I've noticed is we've been able to achieve a lot more quicker um, because of that value of manakitanga,
0: mm.
2: you know, mm. of caring, of hosting, respect. You know, I think that's really, uh, I've noticed a massive difference just in terms of, because people go, oh, it takes so much longer, how come you did that? You know, you got there, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure, but I think it's just, you know, that that, that manaakitanga. Yeah, yeah, and you probably heard that yeah.
0: expressed as omotenashi in Japan, oh. mm, and there's that whole similarity and connection in those two words, I believe.
1: And also, they would have seen, you know, what you were saying and what you're doing are the same thing, and they were able to trust you. You know you are in integrity they fit ah these are people we can trust they are doing what they say we can see it and they've shown us the way that they do it which is a little bit different to how we do it but yeah that sort of probably sped things up for you there whereas we know that's one of your values right Mm.
0: so doing what you say and
1: saying what Mm. you're going to do yeah yeah awesome
2: yeah. and and we have a lot of fun too you know so whilst you says business i bet you give them do, show them I how, know, how to but let, yeah them although i time can't time say too, i right? haven't been on karaoke because i just think oh i don't really want to because once i start i won't be able to stop and so it coming like oh we got karaoke and no I, like, oh, I think that's next uh, time that has to be on oh, that list we
1: have to take you yeah oh yeah that would be such like- a good time mm. Yeah.
0: Has yeah, there been any challenges so. though too, Mariana along the way? Because no journey into Japan is without its little bumps. But have you not really had that? It sounds to me like you've really matched each oh. other's hearts together and worked from a p- place of people to people to make things yeah. work. But is there anything that's hicked you up, been a hiccup that you've got yeah, over um, that you could share?
2: But, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, when I think about the challenges we face, so obviously we've, we've got a language um, aspect of that, so... I mean, and we've got, you know, one of our team members, um, as I mentioned, Seishi, you know, I, f- I feel for him because I- I've been reflecting on this a little bit too, because I think through COVID, what's happened is, is some of the English, you know, I'm just thinking about our Japanese customers, you know, some of the English skill, because when you're constantly in it all the time and you're meeting face to face, you know, you get to be able to use English a lot, right? Mm. Whereas, and so it's sometimes it's an easy default because we have Seishi there just to, you know, do everything um, in Japanese. So i have sort of having to Unpick that and reverse it slightly because Mm -hmm. it's and and as opposed to and or so that's one challenge that we've had because I think in some instances we may be able to do things slightly faster even more faster because it's the questions and so usually you know what I find is the we'll get one question, but behind that one question is 10 other questions. (laughs) And so you've got to go methodically through, you know, and of course, if everything, you know, um, is in Japanese, so then we've just got to, you know, methodically go through that. But, I'm, you know, in my mind, I was thinking, oh gosh, we could be, um," which is, you know, which is fine, but I think we could be um, utilising when people are time poor. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, how can we um, be a little bit more efficient? So, you know, we're, we're working on that. And I think that, in that respect, that has held up, potentially you know um our launch date in august it probably could have been a bit sooner but it's because it's the sort of you know toing and froing and when you're not we haven't got anyone up in country so we're having to do everything you know online so i think that's probably Mm. the biggest challenge and i think the other challenge too is that we tend to um in which we try to front foot we we tend to push a lot of product you know because we like it here in new Zealand. (laughs) <laughs> without really actually yeah. saying, oh, actually, yeah. is that really what is they want? So we need? Yeah. Yeah. So we've yeah. always come up going, look, we don't know everything. We've got some concepts, but we're very much into co-design. Code and and I think that's been quite refreshing um, for our customers because they go, oh, you know, New Zealanders usually come up, we see them once, and then we don't see them again. But, you, know, you come up with all your stuff and then you go away for two years and, you know, you're not really open enough to actually say, What do you think, you you know, how can we improve it? So that hasn't been our model. And I think that's why part of we've been able to do things a little Mm. bit faster because Mm. we are, you know, a little bit more open Mm. um, in that respect. And I think the other challenge, um, you know, when I mentioned, you know, that gold standard claims system, what we tend to do here in New Zealand is we will do science and research. And again, we do what we think the science and the research should be without thinking about what the end opportunity is yeah. and we know because we've been doing clinical trials and you know some of the clinicals that we picked up from what other New Zealand businesses have done don't fit the spec for the functional food claim system mm. and so I'm thinking and this this is not cheap it's not a mm. a cheap process or approach and so you know what we've been again this is all learning is saying actually we work with the customer we design back from that we think about you know what is the bioactive we're targeting then if we have to do, you know, the clinicals, then we're actually a lot more um disciplined in terms of actually, you know, what that science looks like. So that's again something we've had to get across and be, you know, a bit more confident in terms of our approach, because when you have limited resource, you know, you mm-hmm. you've got to be quite more efficient. So I think that for us um you know has been the challenge with some of the products um we've currently got up there, but like I said, for future products coming on stream, I think that's also supported us to get better.
0: Mm, Really interesting, gold standard Mm. on the claims. That's really interesting to hear for real big shout out to Japan that they are top class in that and how much we can learn. And I wondered if you, in your clinical trials you talked about, but you also have focus groups here with Japanese customers, potential customers and what they're seeing and feeling about the products when they're here, as well as, say, the distributors, maybe they're part of your focus group as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think the last time um, I was up in Japan, we went actually into um, people's homes Mm. and we actually sat down with them, you know, to understand, especially in this sort of dysfunctional, you know, food and ingredient space, you know, actually what were their um, habits, Mm. you know, what did they actually... What do they understand about New Zealand? What do they understand about Māori? So those insights were actually excellent in Mm -hmm. helping us to really, you know, thinking, uh, you know, about our brand, about our storytelling, about the products. And of course, you're absolutely right, Catherine, um, because now uh, we've got, you know, really good, um, strong customer relationships. You know, the feedback we're getting um, in terms of our products concepts, you know, are really valuable, um, because I would say if you're going up to other markets and in our experience, you know um, you'll have the customer relationship, but actually getting the consumer insights because you, you know you're that far removed and who holds that data and information. So that relationship with the customer is quite important because actually now they're able to extract because now we have the trust and confidence. they're in a co-design process with us. They want to see the best too. So we're actually drawing out that data to help inform our program
0: really interesting like how you're bringing out kind of the two sides of japan that understanding what the customer is saying because sometimes in japan people don't say what they are thinking and they leave it to you to interpret in that high context society of japan and the other thing you mentioned about asking so many questions there's that real contrast right it's like you'll have So many questions asked, you think that's all the information they need, but there's many, many, many other things going on that is not asked and assumed uh, and just you should understand because I I didn't finish that sentence. So you must know what I actually meant to say but didn't say. So you're having to sort of deal with that quite delicately, I think, but also bravely as you go through things.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and I I think that humility and, you know, just being – you know, there's a sense of, you know, vulnerability in that too. Because, But to be fair, it's the truth because we don't know everything. And so, you know, always saying around partnership, you know, it's so how we express our relationship with each other, how we start. And actually, they love, we start with Karakia, you know, or even this is online, or, we, or you know, just in terms of how we do things or, or to bring us all into the space together. And, and perhaps they may share, you know, we've had poetry, you know, just different ways of, yeah. again, um, bringing us together. Love so, it. You know, no, we're not experts, but you know, it's just, I guess that's just how we um, how we do things. But when we did go into the homes, one thing I was um, the woman make, and especially the majority of the women that we meet, with, they do make all of the purchasing decisions, even down to the car, mm-hmm. um, which I was quite um, you know, shivers. So they really, you know, and when I looked when we looked at some of the their range of products, you know, they could have had maybe ten, and they said, oh, you know, what does your partner or husband have? And there'd be one. Protein powder, <laughs> you know. You just so, so again, yeah. you know, it was just, it was very, and they were so, you know, generous to allow us into their homes. Yeah, um, mm. and, that's a very know, so, precious and special
0: invitation to receive. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: um, really. Yeah, and one, credit yeah, to wonderful. your team to have arranged mm. that because that that's mm. a really important piece that I think many F and B exporters to Japan probably never get the chance to do. So that's that's golden for you.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah, we pretty much found our marketing and sales team. I think, you know, our biggest champions. I think for our products. So
1: yeah, yeah, that yeah with that you know, one-on-one yeah. sort of contact with those those people. Yeah, yeah, wow. they, they will be looking forward to August as well for your launch. Oh I'm yeah, sure. how exciting!
0: Is this yeah. something too that you think Japan does really, really well that's stand out for you that maybe New Zealand, Aotearoa, New Zealand could adopt or use to its advantage in some way?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I talked about the claims system. I really feel like they're, they're very clear. I think in terms of their requirements, mm. so I enjoy that the, the discipline around that. I think also too, um, what I've noticed, and it's when they come out here that they have the standard. And I guess this comes back to you know um, lean, you know manufacturing and things like that. You know, when you go to and visit their operations, well you know everything is you know the automation the you know the way that they do things yeah it's precision right i was having a slight heart attack well not heart attack but maybe it was panic attack i wasn't too sure it was a lot of mixed feelings (laughs) but you know when they were coming to look here in new zealand and you know and everything's fine here but uh, there it's next level so you never know how they're going to receive what we do here in new zealand Mm. to the standards that they have
1: there
2: Mm. so um but what i'd like to say is that the last visit we had um from one particular um, customer was, you know, a big tick. So, oh, good. you know, yeah. so that was fantastic. But I think how they operate and how they do things um, there is is actually next, next level. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, what I appreciate about that is the fact that everything is of, you know, quality. And so that for me too, I think is exceptional when you think about, um, you know, the quality that our customers, um, you know, in terms of their expectations. And we wouldn't want anything less.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they're something very upfront to, about that. Yeah, something to aspire to and to work towards, isn't it? So great to have that thing that you can see how to do it potentially, right? Or they might even guide you on how to mm. to take that next step, whatever that might be.
2: Well, well, I think, and that's been interesting um, too, with a couple of customers that have come out to potentially set up, um, you know, manufacturing capability here mm. to again to you know to ensure that um, that quality. So that's some of the discussions we're having. So them to have a New Zealand base, um, which supports mm. our, you know, our project. Yeah. So we're pretty keen on, you know, exploring that further.
0: Mm. I really want to ask you about kiwi fruit powder. <laughs> <laughs> kiwi what, powder. Is, what is kiwi fruit powder used for as an ingredient?
2: Yeah, and that's a really great question, and that's really, uh, why we launched our kiwi fruit powders into Japan because of that. You know, the, the excellent brand recognition with Zespri—it's a very familiar fruit, you know, with Japanese consumers. And so, the the kiwi fruit um, powder, so our green kiwi fruit powder is called Actazin. And that really um, supports people who you know suffer from constipation, so mm. it improves bowel movement. And there is mm. science that you know through clinicals that have proven that. So that's I guess the health benefit um, you know around the um, the green kiwi fruit powder. So you wouldn't have to have you know lots and lots of kiwi fruit. You could just basically take the powder mm. to be able to um, support you if that if that's a health issue for you
0: and also um, portable the, right if you can't take kiwi oh, fruit with you on sticks. the train in japan you've got sticks you can use them yeah. and have that same benefit
2: brilliant yeah, we've got um a, you know a, a chewable you know tablet so mm-hmm. you know there's many forms and formats that you can take that awesome. in uh the gold fruit, which is um, Livox, which has actually won um, a number of uh, i think prebiotic of the year awards um, in asia mm-hmm. europe uh north america um, now, that's really um, good to improve, I guess, you, you know, to ensure that you've got more of a healthy stomach. So, you gut know, health. Um, gut health, yeah. yeah. yeah so, you yeah. know, to really, I guess, balance your microbiome. So, and that, which Love is it. quite important because then that's, you know, good around immunity, around cognitive function. So those are the powders. And how those powders are then used um, by our customers, they may add them, um, you know, this is just an example, uh, maybe to a... A whole milk powder, and you know, and because a lot of you know, especially for elderly people, and this is how we're formulating, is that they can't digest um that whole milk powder. So the the green kiwi fruit powder, the actosin, actually helps them absorb the protein better.
0: Mm.
2: So that's a great combination. So those are the types of mm-hmm. um our boost range, that's what we call it. The boost range is really um then we've got mama boost for pre-postnatal mothers, bella boost, you know, with collagen and kiwi fruit powder. You know, so there's many ways actually um, that we're formulating to be able to tell the story around the health benefits. so the Kiwi mm-hmm. fruit powder for us, you know great story from New Zealand and we've got two you know when I think about the businesses um, we're we, um, shareholders and we growers of Kiwi fruit mm-hmm. so the and of of Zespri. Uh, And then Fonterra I guess is the other group that we that supports us um, because of their dairy platform or protein oh. platform. And so they've been helping us with some of our other formulations. So again, we're really um, leveraging on really great new bus- uh, New Zealand businesses, especially in our entry into Japan to be able to combine and you know tell those stories around those you know great um, New Zealand, whether it's the you know the whole fruit, the ingredients, and then we come in and sort of join everything together, I guess.
1: Mm, brilliant goodness so me yeah what's your your one nugget we need to ask we ask everyone a one nugget <laughs> or a gem of advice or Japan, from your experience yeah. so far
2: if I really think of my experience and I think what's really worked well for us has been um, you know I talked about it before you know it's around that manaakitanga it is around that care and that, that respect and that humility I, I've, I've found that's really held us in in good steed um you know listening being able to understand you know that that relationship i feel um our approach into japan you know that would be that that to me is number one Mm. is being able to be caring and kind so i think because obviously a lot of people say you know it takes a long time and it does but actually that value to me really stands out and i think you know i'm really excited in terms of the progress we've made, I think, you know, the future for us in Japan is going to be amazing.
1: Mm.
2: And, um, you yeah, know, there's just so much so much alignment there. And I think, yeah, that key, that manakitanga for me has been the, mm. the biggest opportunity.
0: Yeah, and I think that kindness, from what you've said, yeah. with the co-design really shines through there mm-hmm. because you're not telling Japan what it should do and Japan's not saying, no, 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 we don't do it that way. You're actually trying to find your... Middle ground where you're taking the best from both. And that, I think, is an, an example of kindness, I would say.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. there's a lot of foreigners coming in and saying, We've got this great thing. You should you like should it. You should do it like and, this. Yes. And it's this, it's oversized and it doesn't fit in your kitchen. But anyway, you should love it, you know. Because it's so, great. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love it, you know. <laughs> yep. yeah. 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 So you're, I'm sure your approach is very refreshing to uh, mm. Japanese consumers, that's for sure. Mm, we're excited yep.
0: about the promotion you've got coming up in august um with good and we look forward to helping you in some way promote that is mm. there anything else
2: you wanted to talk about
0: today that we haven't covered
2: it's funny you
0: know um, i'll
2: circle back round to education because for us, you know, and I think about the programs that we do have at Wakutu, and, you know, I've got two young women um, interns, actually, who, have, for, for, and I don't know how this happened, but both of them have actually got very strong mm-hmm. Japanese links. One, um, we had a sister town here in Motueka, so she went and lived there f- over in Japan for a year. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I was wow. just thinking, well, that's sort of interesting, that the fact that the yeah. two interns, you know, have that experience. So they've been on the journey with us, you know, from packaging, design and, you know, in the meetings, practising the Japanese. So, you know, it's it's been pretty awesome. But uh, we have a relationship and one of the MOUs we signed was with KUAS, which is the Kyoto University of Applied Sciences. And um, we've started that relationship by having um, one of their students work on a, you know, particular project for us. We'll have our second student hopefully coming through. Um, We've got some projects around climate, but really wanting to understand what, you know, Japan's position um, and focuses around, um, you know, climate change, policy, regulation and things like that. So I'm hoping um, one of these... So for us, we started that exchange and, you know, I'm hoping that we will be sending um, students or team members there as well. So for us, um, you know, bringing the next generation through to understand and learn and that reciprocity between, you know, both us and them, I think for us is, is the build. Because as we, you know, we see a lot of mm. opportunity um, getting into the different learning institutes. Again, just to, you know, start to build the awareness of who we are, what we're doing. So I, I think that particular program of work and the people we work with there has, has been really awesome as well. So um, I'm really keen on actually um, some of the biggest strategic programs of work for Waka too. Um, For example, we have big collaborations, you know, we've got, well, we've got collaborations happening in Europe. Japan is probably our next port of call when it comes to um, you know some of the work we're doing in climate change. So there's a bit going on. Just a bit.
0: <laughs> Just a bit. Wow, yeah. Well, how, yeah. How amazing that I, interns have a Japan connection. Yeah. Not Motu- Nelson. No, Motu- wasn't Nelson. Motu-eka. No, Motueka, is, is Kiosata.
2: Oh. Which is yeah. where? Kiosata. So that's um, Hokkaido. Oh right. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's where she went, um, you know, for a year. So, um, yeah, and I was it's actually hoping... a different
1: kind of yeah. <laughs> place to be. And actually, way. we
2: were thinking, um, because we've got, uh, we'll be heading to Denmark um, in, in, in August, uh, actually, as well. And so I was saying um, to some of the, to the mayor and things, I said, well, actually, you know, we want to do a sister city. want well, I said, well, maybe we're better to do sister regions. Because mm. if I looked at it in terms of, you know, how these sister city town relationships happen back in the day and thinking about how communities evolve, mm. you know, and mm. I'm thinking, yeah, because you're exactly on your point. So I'm not thinking, Where? yeah, anyway. Well, region's um,
0: a great idea. Why not? Because it's not only the city connection, it is the region. And you're coming correct. from land, uh, sea, right, and also mountain, et cetera. So why not do it from region mm. to region? That could be an mm. awesome thing.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah so I think that's the next pan of attack and we will, we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens in the Netherlands and Denmark when we visit to see if we can get that and then hopefully we can have a yeah Kyoto that's my because of the Kyoto protocol.
1: Yeah um, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah well,
0: we're really we're... excited to see what's coming through and mm. um, obviously yeah. Jandal's team are here to help you in any way. Thank you it's... so much. Well congratulations on being a fantastic successful Jandel in Japan and thanks for telling us today the story about wakatu and all that you are doing here. And thank you very, very much again for your time. Awesome. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks, Jane.
1: Wow. Amazing.
0: <laughs> totally. How exciting. So many things coming up for them and they're doing so much between New Zealand and Japan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Japan, selecting Japan as their mm. first sort of market to have an entry into
1: yeah with these kind of this brand new products that they're bringing out so that's super exciting I cannot wait for august wow i can see how they have achieved so much in in the time that they have with the way they're approaching japan and what the way they're working with japan rather than just showing up and being like hey we're the new zealanders and here's our staff you should like this seems
0: like a real, <laughs> real connection right and they've selected a great mm. team here and you know hopefully someday we can meet Seshi uh, and and find out some more from him but just the things that she's brought up there right with the you know hallelujah good on you japan with your claim system right mm. the claim system the gold standard there that she brought out which i thought was amazing and I, it's got me intrigued into thinking a little bit more about that because the claims are essentially at the end of the day it's the customer are looking at that Mm. what are you telling me about this product that is true yes what can i be guaranteed when i have this product put it into my body put it on Mm. my face whatever it might be right so those are absolutely amazing wouldn't it be great to have that replicated back in new zealand to the same extent that could be quite amazing for new zealand Mm. yeah Mm.
1: and once you've got it done here Yeah, that translates to other places, I'm sure, right? Like gold standard. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And also just saying that how Japan is so stable compared to other markets, that was obviously a very attractive thing. Mm. In the middle of, you know, it's an island in the middle of a lot of things going on around it, but pulling that out as a a point for coming in here and also noticing that Japan is a great investor in other countries and how she's linking that to possibilities of having brought from new zealand to japan and going globally from japan to other mm. regions is a really great concept Collaborating, any of our yeah. other uh, guests so far have talked about japan being the center for new zealand products to go elsewhere
1: no I have not japan. heard that yet. No. that was
0: brilliant i loved that that sort of really sat, um, sat with me really well and her other comments too about bringing the culture together and um you know karakia at the beginning of a, a call and then exchanging that japan side does poetry i mean who's doing that that's just brilliant when yeah. you're connecting new zealand and japan mm. together how are you showing each other's culture and perhaps bringing japan a little bit out of itself and bringing itself into its traditional kotowazes and poems and uh tanka tanku eh? tanka
1: tanka maybe
0: amazing i love yeah. that that's mm. really bringing heart to heart
1: yeah, yeah. I think that would go a long way and would be dearly loved by the Japanese side to be able to contribute in some way and maybe their own original way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd love to
0: try some of the powders that have been produced and uh, they sound really exciting. And yeah. on to that, the chef who's in, got the kitchen in his place and, and see what's going on, what's <laughs> cooking over there. That would be amazing. <laughs> it was just such a great episode and I really hope that people got a great amount out of that and just mm. understood a little bit more about where Wakatu's come from and the history and the connections that they're now bringing and showing into Japan. I think that's just phenomenal and a real insight that I hadn't had before. We had a chat mm. today yeah, so really definitely. Thanks to Mariana and the team and shout out to, to New Zealand story group who introduced us originally. And mm. really I think that's a very precious thing. Thank you very much for being yeah. generous in the
1: introduction. Well, I'll- Keep listening, more amazing Jandals coming to you very soon.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out our guests' links in the show notes.
1: This podcast is brought to you today by Catherine O'Connell Law and Pod Launch with Jane. If you have a great story you think should be on the show, come and find us on LinkedIn or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Matane!